0: for TV, a podcast for TV addicts. I'm Price.
1: And I'm Elizabeth. Today we're discussing The Bold Type Season 1, Episode 8, The End of the Beginning. Hi, Price. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good. How's your day been?
0: It's been really good, actually. I saw Black Panther, which was amazing. Ugh, I need to go see that movie. It sounds really good.
1: I want to know like more about what Wakanda is and everything. It's a magic land that's just
0: incredible and amazing, and it's definitely worth the hype, and all the reviews are correct, and yes, everyone should see it. Awesome. I'm super
1: excited. What tea are you drinking?
0: I am drinking um, a peach green tea from Choice, and yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah? Is it as
1: peachy as the other one that you had?
0: No, I think the other one was the flower uh, tea that was definitely, I think, a bit more peachy than this one,
1: but (laughs) no, I just saw it at the store and was like,
0: yeah, yeah, and just threw it in the basket. Yeah, what tea are you drinking?
1: I am drinking Stash's uh, chamomile herbal tea. Because um, I went to another concert this weekend, and I need some herbs in my system.
0: Yeah, that sounds really
1: good. It's, I didn't like it at first, but it's actually kind of really soothing now. So I get all the hype about chamomile and like how to drink it before bed. I apologize in advance if I yawn while we're recording this, but we should be okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so do we want to jump into it?
1: Yeah, we're talking about um, Jacqueline first this time. Jacqueline, 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 Jacqueline,
0: Jacqueline, Jacqueline, What is she up to? Um, yeah, so Jacqueline actually has a little bit of a storyline this episode, independent of the girls. Uh, so Richard warns her that there are going to be layoffs at uh, Steinem and potentially at Scarlet. They're having a big board meeting at the end of the week, so she needs to, like, bring her A-game and, uh, Be ready to defend pretty much her employees and the cost of Scarlet. Um, So she kind of goes out of her way to help the girls avoid getting laid off. She suggests to Jane that she gets her numbers up because her political stories have been a little bit low. She talks to Sutton towards the end of the episode about speaking up for herself. Um, and then Kat, she actually tells her that there are potentially layoffs. And uh, Kat helps her with research and she runs a focus group uh, very last minute to try and get some data for this big board meeting.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I, I really liked how we had those little moments with Jacqueline with all three of the girls this episode. I thought that they really took the time to make sure that... It was kind of an even episode for all three of them, and that I really, I really liked that because um, we don't get to see that so often. Especially, um, this is actually the first mentor moment we've seen with Jacqueline and Sutton, and I thought that that was like a really cute thing but I still like Oliver better with Sutton. It was cute though, so I liked it.
0: Yeah, no, that was definitely a good moment. And
1: you see how much Jacqueline cares.
0: And we knew that already, but whenever it comes down to her having to fight for people's jobs, she immediately goes to work and cares so much about the magazine and about her employees and I thought that was a really good thing to see and it was very well done.
1: Yeah, no, you know, the magazine is her baby at this point. So she loves it. And obviously, she's gonna fight for it. So it was good to see her fighting for the magazine and everything. So this episode deals a lot with layoffs and like talking about the magazine industry and how um, that's affected them in this modern age with the internet and all that. So you did a bit of research on like what's happening in the real world, right?
0: Yeah, the episode is pretty much about layoffs. There are all these
1: rumors going around Scarlet and we
0: see other magazines in the Steinem company being laid off. I did a little bit of research about like just trends in the magazine industry, like print versus digital. And we have a bunch of articles that we will link to you guys on our website. But what I was able to find out is that print is declining, but that's not really a surprise to anybody. Um, instead of focusing on print, it's kind of becoming a second thought to other things such as live events and podcasts and um, other partnerships with brands outside of the magazine. So um, a couple of examples. Time uh, partnered with Entertainment Weekly to create uh, People TV, a TV streaming network that includes a new show, Paws and Claws, which just has a bunch of cute animals. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, an outside partnership with an outside brand. Um, another good example is that, um, Hearst created Airbnb Mag with Airbnb. Um, and the Food Network created the Pioneer Woman magazine with the Food Network host, Reed Drummond. So in order to, like, compensate for print being down and ad revenue from print being down, um, a lot of publications are selling their magazines and reaching out to uh, outside partnerships. And as a result of these magazines being, like, sold and shifting ownerships, a lot of writers are getting laid off. Um, And unfortunately, it doesn't look like there are new writing positions open for all these laid off writers. So a lot of writers are now freelance writers.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely um, a change in the industry that is happening. Like, um, I know that. We have an article from the New York Times who says that print news and stuff is going to basically be obsolete in 10 years. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely changed. I mean, I don't remember the last time I bought a magazine, if I ever have, so.
0: Yeah, same here. Oh, another, another trend that I thought was really interesting is that magazines are being shut down, but then a lot of other, like a lot of magazines are being created, but these magazines are very, very specific. It used to be that there were these magazines that, were, that had a very broad audience and a lot of subscribers, but now it's people are getting more niche. They're getting very specific magazines for very specific topics which is kind of a trend in like every industry like tv for instance there were just like a few tv shows that everyone watched but now there's all kinds of genres and that
1: makes sense too because if i was just going to learn about a general topic i would go to the internet first and then maybe maybe i would buy a book or something on it but if there's a magazine that caters specifically to that that would definitely um more suit my interests. so I, i totally get that that is a thing that's happening
0: Yeah, but it is, there are writers being laid off, especially last year, um, I think I, there was an article that talked about um, how Time Inc., which is the publisher of Time, Sports Illustrated, Fortune, and other magazines, laid off about 300 people last year. Actually, around the time that the Bull Type first aired, so I think that the Bull Type is a very accurate portrayal of current
1: magazine of the current magazine industry. And we've seen that before. They always have really good um, examples of stuff that's actually happening in day to day life. So that's why we love it so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really cool to learn about. My impression before I looked into this was that there was a big change with the internet boom in print and magazine, and then there was another shift after the recession. But I had kind of thought that things had maybe like mellowed out since then or stabilized. And but I think the industry is still changing a lot and they're still adjusting to that. Yeah. Wasn't there a documentary that you wanted to mention?
1: Yeah. Mm. So I feel bad because I haven't actually um, watched this documentary, but it's on my list on Netflix. There's a documentary, it's called Inside British Vogue, and we'll go ahead and link to it. It basically talks with the CEO of Vogue in Britain and a few of the employees and kind of how they go about their day to day lives. And it was just a really interesting look into like the magazine industry and what's actually going on. And I'm going to watch that as soon as I can. But um, it just sounded really cool. And I thought that that was, you know, it it fit into our research really well here.
0: There are also some layoffs at... Uh, not specifically with magazines, but uh, layoffs at CNN,
1: um, and then also uh, Barnes & Noble, right? Yeah, that information just came out this week is that Barnes & Noble's basically killing itself. Um, A friend was telling me about how they don't feel bad for it at all, though, because Barnes & Noble has always catered to these people that will only buy books that are nice and pristine and clean um, or like random toys and gadgets. <laughs> they never came out with a YouTube channel. They never came out with writer's awards or anything. Um, you know, it could have even been like a congratulations, you are our new writer of the month or something like something silly like that, but just recognition. Um, they never like, they haven't changed their business model since they added Starbucks inside of the Barnes and Nobles. So they don't really feel bad for them. And it's just another instance of um, maybe an industry that millennials are killing because, you know, we kind of see that it's a little stupid. I mean, technology and the internet
0: has, like, changed so many industries that are still changing at a breakneck pace. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not just print. I I know with, like, Legal marketing technology is just completely changing everything.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the you know, the industries that stick around, the ones who are able to keep up with change and who are able to adjust as the market see fits, um, those are the ones that are going to stick around. That's how capitalism is supposed to work, and um, unfortunately it doesn't work out for everyone every time, but in the end we're hopefully left with the industries that are, like, good and they know how to... Um, find their market
0: yeah and i think magazines are going to still be around it's just going to be like a full digital presence with very minimum or no print presence at
1: all yeah and i mean i i definitely read magazines but i just read them online so like that's the only difference
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, another example of the Village Voice uh, made a lot of noise last year whenever they announced that they were shutting down their print section uh, and that we're just going full digital. Um.
1: Yeah, but that that article was weird, though, because it seemed like there was a lot of backlash from the community and that they really liked um, the print because it pointed out a lot of new places that they could see and like new artists they could find. But um, it seemed like a weird business move more than anything else. So I don't know. I don't know the answer.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely link all of these articles on our website for you guys. Yeah.
1: So do we want to move into
0: the episode and the girls?
1: Yeah, yeah. I really liked this episode, but I'm not sure like how much we have to talk about. I feel like it was one of those other filler episodes, so this might go a little quickly. But again, it was, it was a cute episode, and I really enjoyed it. Um, there were definitely some really good moments that we'll talk about at the end. But um, yeah, so we're starting with Jane. Jane. Jane, 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 Jane Sloan. So Jane is uh, freaking out about these layoff rumors that she keeps hearing. They're circulating around the magazine. Her and Sutton are just like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And um, they try to talk to Kat, but Kat knows the information and she's told that she cannot tell anyone. Uh, this is privileged information. And so jane jane is basically just freaking out again as jane does in this episode (laughs) and then um at the end of the episode she goes on an interview with another publication um insight and so insight is kind of this fully digital uh print magazine apparently they're working with a cable streaming service and so they're able to record reporters in a full, in-depth story um, where maybe they go and get embedded to get the full-form story. Um, and it seems like kind of the modern-age uh, Scarlet in this universe. And, I don't know, I thought it was really cool. I thought that this was an interesting um, turn of events for Jane, our Scarlet girl, to go on this interview with Inside and, like, actually almost kind of really like it. The Insight Company seemed really cool and
0: definitely a publication that was keeping up with the times and with the industry and actually staying maybe ahead of the industry. The editor said that Scarlet was a dinosaur and was going to become extinct. I just didn't get a good vibe from the editor. (laughs) Really? I don't know. She just, it's like a, I'm going to have to wait and see what happens before I make a fully formed opinion. But I don't know. I guess my impression of her is she's being set up as kind of the anti-Jacqueline. And
1: she just seems a little pushy and just a little too, like, double-faced. Interesting. I, I see her as, like, this really cool, like, maybe a way to push Jane into almost a new era of things. Like, I, I kind of fell along with her narrative, and I really like um, what she thinks Inside is about. And I think that it's going to be really interesting to contrast the two. Because I think we, you know, we've decided that Jane is our main character, mostly. And I think that the journey that they're focusing on for the entire series is going to be, like, Jane is turning into Jacqueline. Um, and they hint about that in episode nine, but I'm not, we're not going to go into that. Um, so I think that her taking a break from Scarlet, at, at the very least a break from Scarlet, um, is going to be interesting because she'll get to see like a different perspective and she'll get to learn from another mentor other than Jacqueline. And that's why I think that it's going to be really cool. And like, I don't know, I I really liked her. I saw her as um, allowing Jane to be Jane, and I thought that that was just so good for her.
0: Yeah, just, it was a new character, and she was just very pushy, and so I'm just, I'm just holding out judgment until I know more.
1: Oh my god, change, whatever will we do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Jane interviews for this job, and at the very end of the episode, we find out that she gets an offer from them. So, uh,
1: we don't know what she's gonna say next, uh,
0: We'll find out the next episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, another thing that happens with Jane is that since um, Kat, Sutton, and her are all single at the same time for once in forever, they decide to go on a group Tinder date, which turns out really poorly. Uh, Jane's date keeps talking over her and interrupting her, and Sutton keeps talking about Richard, Um, so she's the bad date, but Kat actually seems to have a good time, and... um, I don't know. I have never tried group tender, but it just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> it really does.
0: And it's so funny that, like, Jane was the one who suggested it and was pushing for it. <laughs> yeah, such, oh, uh, they were so bad. The guy, like, uh the jerk who Jane was out with just kept saying, like, oh, I know what you're gonna say. Like, and- uh...
1: No, you're not. Why don't you let me say it? I did really like how their outfits were coordinated in this. They were all in, like, black and white, and I thought it was just, like, a really cute, um, like, sisterhood thing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their outfits, per usual, are flawless and fabulous. Of course.
1: Um, Yeah, so bad tender dates were amusing, I suppose. Um, Jane and Sutton end up bailing because their dates suck, and uh, Kat sticks around. They go in through a walk uh, through Central Park, and they end up seeing her and Adina's violinist again. And the guy's a jerk, first of all, because, you know, he talks about, like, making the guy play Freebird, or, um, he's just, he's a jerk to this violinist that's actually really pretty if you listen to him. So, uh, Kat eventually says that she's not interested anymore. She goes back home to, uh, Jane and Sutton's apartment, cause she's staying with him, cause she has bed bugs, and, um, she calls Adina, and she drunk calls Adina, and it's really cute, but also, like, really sad, and... I don't know. Tell me why that moment was good, Miss Romantic.
0: It It was very bittersweet, because seeing the violinist and seeing that guy's reaction, who she was, like, interested in at first, seeing his reaction to the violinist, you know, made her realize how much she you know, still cares for Dina and doesn't want to let her go just yet, but it's bittersweet because Adina is still in Paris and yeah. they're not together. So,
1: so that's, that's all we had with Jane. She's just dealing with a lot of work issues this time. Uh, we don't see pinstripe this episode, which is unfortunate, but yeah, just, just work stuff. Um, what about Sutton? What is Sutton up to? Sutton. Sutton. Sutton.
0: Sutton. Sutton. Sutton.
1: Sutton. Sutton. Sutton? Righty? So
0: Oliver is out of town, which is very sad, but that means that Sutton and another assistant who's more senior than Sutton is are going to be running the favorite coats for fall fashion shoot. Okay,
1: first of all, how great is that name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a favorite coats for fall fashion shoot me too i love love fall i love coats it's perfect yeah so the other assistant uh cassie who's officially in charge and running the shoot is awful and freaking out about the layoff rumors and just is just letting the stress of that just affect everything she can't make up her mind about anything has set like pull a ton more like coats than they need um, can't focus on anything and so um yeah the entire episode we see her just falling apart and uh, freaking out and stressing out while Sutton is very calm and working through all these stressors so the main conflict is at the chute and Cassie is overwhelmed and freaks out and ends up leaving so Sutton actually takes over the chute and is a total badass she takes charge just like that and so
1: calmly and confidently and it's just so
0: amazing to see
1: yeah um we mentioned last episode that we hadn't really seen Sutton um get to rock at her new job we saw her you know start it and kind of try and find her footing but in this episode we really get to see her be Sutton and be awesome at her job and it was such a good moment to see her take charge and calmly and uh just collect everything and make the shoot happen so that was I really, really liked that moment.
0: I was speechless, just how amazing she was with that. We've seen her talent at fashion, like, throughout the season. But this was the first time we see her... In charge of something and run it very, very well.
1: Yeah. There is that definite weirdness though. So after the shoot, uh, both Cassie and Sutton go up to Jacqueline, uh, to cover what happened and go over the pictures. And she's, uh, she's thanking them because they were so great at it. And she knew that this was hard. And, um, in the end, Cassie actually takes credit for Sutton's work. And, oh, uh, she does this thing. <laughs> So Sutton doesn't, Sutton doesn't confront her immediately. And, and I get how that's hard, but after Jacqueline walks away, Sutton does confront Cassie and Cassie goes, um, uh, what did she say? She said, I picked out all the photos. I picked out all of the codes. I picked out the models. I made everything happen. And I thank you for stepping in when I had to walk away. So she, uh, she absolutely takes credit. And it is the most terrible thing for someone to do that. I just wanted to rip her throat out. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it it was so disappointing, especially like this whole season
0: we've seen like women supporting women in every position, and so it was really disappointing to see someone not do that and take credit for somebody else's work and not feel bad about it. Terrible, awful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I mean, there could have been a way that she could have spun that to be better. Uh she could have said, "Yeah, um Sutton absolutely helped me out and did all these things." Like she could have you know, helped her fellow colleague, but she didn't. And in the end, like we said, Jacqueline um pulls Sutton into her office and says, I know what happened. The other set people told me that Cassie walked away and that you ran the shoot. So you can never, ever, ever let someone take credit for your work ever again. That's you cannot do that. Um, so that I, I, I really did enjoy that moment. I thought it was a good lesson.
0: That was a really good lesson, and I mean, besides the just the fact that you know you should speak up for the work that you do, Jacqueline pointed out, like she said, you know, it doesn't help me or Oliver think that we can rely on Cassie when we can't. Yeah. Yes, speak up for yourself, but it's it's not just about that. <laughs> it's, yeah. It yeah. affects the whole the whole group and affects everything, like us not knowing what's up. Yeah. So
1: for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's it with Sutton. Um, let's see. What is Cat up to? Cat, oh, cat, 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 cat. Cat Edison. Oh, Cat. <sighs> she's up to a lot this episode. This is a cat-centric episode. Like I said, they do balance it between the three girls, but I do think that Cat kind of takes the main focus a little bit more. So, in the beginning, like the first 5 minutes, um, Jacqueline tells her about the layoffs. And the particulars of it, which is that digital is safe, so Kat's job is safe, but they're looking into print and fashion, so Jane and Sutton's jobs are not. Throughout the episode, before the big problem happens, Kat pushes Jane and Sutton in, like, little ways to help save their jobs without actually saying that she knows about the layoffs. Like, she mentions to Jane that she needs to do more sticky stuff. She needs to write about sex and relationships instead of um, politics because that always will hit with people. And she also pushes Sutton to um, work hard at the fashion shoot to make sure that everything goes smoothly, like little stuff like that. So another example of women picking other women up. Yeah, Kat
0: is in a really tricky situation this episode where she's she works with her best friends which for the most part is really great she gets to see them all the time they work together but unfortunately especially since she's a director and is a little bit higher up the food chain than Jane and Sutton are there are going to be situations where she knows information that they don't and she can't tell them or her job is safe and theirs aren't. And so Kat Kat is really kind of, she's in a difficult place like with this episode and this situation.
1: And Adina is kind of back. So her, we see that her and Kat are talking on the phone daily. We've seen them texting a lot since she moved to Paris, but in this episode, they definitely push the narrative that her and Adina are talking a lot um, Sutton, Jane, Price, and I are all very concerned about this because. It's not a good thing. Like, she's still basically dating Adina without actually dating Adina.
0: Yeah, it was, I loved that whenever Sutton and Jane find out how much Kat and Adina are talking, um, Sutton, the romantic, is, like, all for Kat and Adina talking, and, uh, you know, even asks, well, at least tell me you're getting uh, phone sex out of (laughs) this, whereas Jane, the practical one, is like, okay, hold on, do I need to remind everyone? That Adina is still in Paris with Coco, so yeah, I thought that interaction was so indicative
1: of their personalities and their
0: relationships with one another.
1: Yeah, I thought that was cute, and we also saw like a really sweet moment with Sutton and Cat, where Sutton is saying, "You know, I I get why you want to talk to Adina. Like, I want to talk to Richard, but for your mental state, you don't have to talk to her. You can." Like cut her out of your life. I cannot cut Richard out of my life and it breaks my heart, but you can do that. You can stop it. She's on another continent. And for your mental health, I think that you need to figure this out.
0: Yeah, this is a very bittersweet Kadena
1: episode.
0: (laughs) Throwing the ship name out there.
1: (laughs) Hashtag Kadena.
0: Yep. It's very bittersweet with Kat and Adina this episode. And in that conversation between Sutton and Kat, you know, Kat, she admits, I'm not ready to let her go. And that's just, I think that's just so telling of how much she cares about Adina.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. So she's staying with Jane and Sutton because her apartment has bedbugs. And, um, she walks in from hounding, um, all of the popular <laughs> New York places. She has to pick up all these girls who basically don't live in New York and they're from everywhere else. So she has to go to all the tourist spots, which is exhausting. I'm sure. Um, yeah, to try and get a focus group for Jacqueline's meeting. Yes, yeah. So she gets these girls for a focus group to figure out all of that stuff. Um, But she walks back in with this huge sack of bags, and Jane and Sutton finally, you know, confront her, and they say, hey, you know something about these layoffs. You have to tell us what is happening. Yeah,
0: that was a really sad moment with them, and... Yeah, and Kat pretty much, like, you know, breaks down in front of them and says, Yeah, I know this is so sucky. Like, the, I don't know anything, but I know that my job is safe and that y'all's aren't. Reminds them that she is in a very difficult position with knowing that and being concerned about them, but not being able to tell them or talk to them about it. And, yeah it was so sad and then it ends with her like starting to cry and say but i don't even have a room
1: to storm off into (laughs) yes and then jane jane gives her her room because they're very sweet and they love each other even when they're fighting so it was it was just a cute moment we thought we wanted to point out um then so after the conflict they make up and jane sutton you know realize this pressure that cat's been under and they empathize and they apologize and in return uh cat pushes them to be just awesome and you know figure out their shit because she doesn't want them to lose their jobs either, you know, obviously.
0: Yeah, the moments between all three of them were really great. Yeah. And it was really it was really cute to see um like, cat living with Jane and Sutton, like, at the beginning, they're, they're all brushing their teeth together and <laughs> getting ready for work. It's pretty cute. Um, it's very cute, yeah.
1: Yeah. So the episode ends. Um, Jacqueline has decided she's ramping up digital. Um, she's going to push more focus on that to keep Scarlet afloat. And she gives Cat a promotion, and all good things are uh, coming her way. So big, big changes.
0: Yeah, so there was a hiring freeze because of these layoffs. Um, So Kat wasn't able to get a new assistant, but then Jacqueline uh, tells her that they're ramping up digital and she's getting three new employees. And I believe like Jacqueline's able to not have any layoffs at Scarlet. That's correct. Right. Like,
1: so they don't, even if there were layoffs, they don't mention anything. Um, so it's kind of unclear, but I do think that Jacqueline was able to save everyone's job for the most part. Um, yeah. they, it, at the very least, they don't focus on it. So we kind of, we have to assume that she was at the very least successful yeah and at
0: the and at the least, like we know that Jane Sutton and Alex's
1: jobs are safe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So it also ends with Adina calling Cad and telling her that she's going to come back to New York. So
1: is coming back. Yeah, Adina's coming back, and Kat is very excited, and everything is great. Um, this And that whole thing actually uh, is spurred by one of our favorite moments. So they're in the fashion closet, and it's just the three of them, and they're talking about what they would do if they got fired. So Sutton says she would go to a bar, have a drink, and um, eventually probably get a job at a fashion house. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm so proud of Sutton for doing that, like for realizing that about herself—that she's not going to give up on her dream of working in fashion. That's
1: true. She could have said she was going to go back to being an assistant, but yeah, this is this is definitely a step forward. That's cool. I didn't notice that. Um, let's see. Jane says, you know, she'd probably go to the job at Insight or freelance, like we mentioned, a lot of writers are doing. And then Cat, even though she's not in um, the process of potentially losing her job, she thinks that there are other bigger things out there. Um, this is her first job out of college, and this wasn't her plan. She just kind of stepped into it. Um, she would even maybe move to another city or Europe. So when she's drunk calling Adina, she says that she might go to Paris. So in return, Adina says, hey, you can't move here, but why don't I come back to New York? Um, and so, yeah, she's just coming back. Okay. Yay. Oh my gosh!
0: Cat was so happy when Adina says that. Seeing her face and seeing her smile and saying, you know, yes, yes, you should definitely do that. It's <laughs> definitely, I think one of the sweeter like Kadina moments, especially in this
1: episode. It was it was really cute. I
0: did really like that moment. What was your favorite moment, Price? Well, <laughs> well the fashion closet is my favorite moment, but we completely forgot about the Jane's main story. She gets a butt <laughs> facial. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what that is. Is it like, I mean, it's basically probably just like putting a body scrub or something on your butt. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Jane writes about getting a butt facial in order to write something sticky that's like, you know, more fashion or sex related as opposed to political so she can get her numbers up but uh no once again Megan Fahey wins best comedic actress for like deciding to read Jane's article out loud every booty could use a butt facial by
1: Jane Sloan oh my gosh they're so cute so so cute adorable I love the three of them yeah so I guess that's it for this episode um what are we looking forward for the last two episodes of the season Yay, I know I can't believe it um
0: yeah this is definitely the end of act 2 the title of the episode is very indicative of that the end of the beginning and so it's yeah we're in the home stretch here for the season
1: um yeah I'm looking forward to adina coming back for Kat! and yes, I yeah. I'm really interested in this new line of questioning um, that Kat has about her career I think that that's gonna be super cool
0: oh yeah no I was I was very intrigued by that and I'm very looking forward to that too oh
1: yeah um let's see with Sutton oh I'm so looking forward to Sutton rocking it I loved seeing her rock it this episode and it was so cool to see just like badass Sutton taking advantage picking out the best fall coats fashion shoot thing oh so cool
0: Oh yeah, no, Sutton is kicking ass right now, and I'm looking forward to that, and I'm also looking forward to Sutton kicking ass when Oliver gets back. Yes. Yeah. For Jane, I am looking forward to seeing what she does with this job offer from Insight. Like, that's, I mean, that's huge, and it ends on a cliffhanger about her being offered the job.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's another one of those big career questions that her and Kat are both going to have to answer, and so it's going to be really interesting. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You can subscribe to TNTV on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast hub, and can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TTV Podcast.
1: Check out our website, www.tntv.com, for related links and commentary. And be sure to watch The Bold Type with us, available on Freeform, Hulu, and Amazon. Join us next time when we pick apart Episode 9, Before Tequila Sunrise, and discuss recent events with the U.S. immigration ban. If you're not watching The Bold Type like you should be, still keep us on your subscription list for our episodes later in the year. We have a wide range of tastes and love hearing suggestions. Next episode, we're going to reveal some of our future podcast plans after The Bold Type Season 1. So until next time, drink tea. And happy binging.